everyone to the Just Mercy podcast. Today is episode three, and we'll be discussing empathy. Uh, my name is Noah Logan. I'm here with Jack Bashir, Irene Toro, and Matt Mackis. Yep. Hi. Good evening. Uh, Good morning, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even know <laughs> the time. time. We're all exhausted. Um, so getting right into things, the first question of today's topic Um Consider a person in your reading that you have been able to empathize with. How has empathizing with this person helped you understand the situation better? Okay, I mean, I can start that. Um, so I'll just go to the easy cop-out answer and just say you can empathize with uh, Brian. And, you know, when you empathize with someone who's going through what he is, um, trying to help out all these people who... You know, obviously you can empathize with the people who's trying to help too, but empathizing with the man who is trying to basically save the lives of these people who were wrongly convicted or, uh, you know, don't think that they deserve to be executed, um, you know, kind of makes you realize that there are people out there that do this as a job and there are still places out there that execute, you know people who were convicted 18 years ago when they were kids. So. I feel like I can really empathize with, like, the stress he feels because it seems like he's very overwhelmed. Because like, he's... He obviously really wants to help people. and He really wants to take on as many cases as he can. But he's only one human being. He can only do so much. So... Yeah. Just the amount of stress and pressure that must be on him. And how, you know frustrating must be for him not to be able to help every single person directly i mean i feel like i can empathize with that a little bit that feeling of being overwhelmed overloaded stressed right yeah but also wanting to do the right thing and i think a lot of people can probably empathize with those sorts of um feelings emotions stuff like that he works really hard too at his job. Yeah, very hard worker. Does a good job. That's it. Does a great job. Um. Anybody have anything to add to that? No. All right. It's a pretty short question. It doesn't need to be discussed too much in length. I mean, there are different characters you can empathize with. You could also empathize a little bit with them. client's name William Walter Walter not Walter William Walter um Walter McMillian or something like that yeah Walter McMillian you can empathize with Walter definitely Um, or even the children like it wasn't too long ago when we were their age so yeah definitely you can empathize with you know some of the kids were getting convicted younger than we are yeah exactly (laughs) And they went through a lot more abuse and things that I'm I'm not sure. I don't think I can't really like connect yeah, really situations as much. Oops, sorry, Matt. Go ahead. Yeah, stuff like we can't really even imagine, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I can't really like relate to their some of their experiences and situations, but I can empathize a lot. It connects a lot with some of the emotions they must be feeling, and just that in general. Um, part right. of the, the stage in their life being a child that innocence you know I feel like a lot of, a lot of us can empathize with 
lot of the feelings they must have been going through and stuff like that. Maybe not on the same level as them, but yeah, definitely to some extent. All right, moving on to question two. Um, is there a person in your reading that you initially had not understood or dis- had dismissed until you actively tried to empathize with them? Explain. Um, I'd like to answer this one first, actually. Um, I would say Ralph Myers um, would be definitely somebody who I had not really maybe understood as much initially, and I definitely kind of dismissed him at first. Um, you know, I think different details in the book, such as um, Meyer's appearance changing over time, um, sort of the emotions that it seems like um, Myers is experiencing, what he's going through. I feel like once you begin to pay more attention to that and actively try to empathize with him, you are able to empathize with him a little bit. Yes, he did throw um, the blame on the innocent man, but he feels guilt for it. And, you know, it's messed him up. He's anxious, he feels guilty. He's stressed over it. It's changing, it's causing his, you know, parents change a lot faster. Yeah. I feel like you can, at least for me, I can empathize a little bit with that, you know, that guilt, that anxiety he must be experiencing. Again, not that experience that he's going through and not, you know, the same level, but I can empathize a little bit with that. Yeah. And he was again, like, while he did something wrong, he clearly feels bad about it. And not only that, he was like threatened. Into yeah, he was it. forced to do it. Yeah. Not necessarily forced, but they would put him into like worse conditions and other things if he didn't like make up his own little story there. I think they were going to keep him on death row, actually. Yeah. And something having to do with, I think, a mental institution. Yeah, something like that. I can't remember exactly what that part was. Um, I mean, it makes you think, though, that not all bad people are necessarily bad people, if that makes sense. I mean, what yeah. he did was obviously wrong, but he tried to back out of it exactly. before he could do any wrong. And he clearly felt guilt over it, which shows that he has some good... He made a mistake, he realized his mistake, he tried to fix it, and he couldn't until he eventually had the chance to fix it. Right. So yeah, I feel like Ralph is somebody who I can definitely empathize a little bit with. Are there any other characters that you guys can empathize with that you had not initially really tried to? I, I don't know if it's necessarily like a significant character. It's definitely not like really too significant, but I remember later in the like later in the story there was a prison guard that Brian was into and of course he was just being a jerk because Brian's black and all that and he was like doing illegal searches and stuff before he uh, entered the prison and all. But um, when Brian spoke out about one of his clients um, who were into foster care and stuff, that guard's attitude like completely changed. And you later learn that that prison guard was actually in a foster home and had also suffered abuse. So I think that really like changed a lot, like of how I thought about him. Like even though he's a jerk, there was uh, a little more to him, you know. That's a good one, actually. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have their reasonings to so why yeah. it could be, you know, 
a huge, you know, jerk or, for lack of a better word, asshole. Because yeah, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, if something happens to you in your childhood, it's gonna, you know, leave you bitter and hatred for certain people. And then, you know, you know how that's how you're gonna govern your life. But people do what they do they behave the way they behave and they act the way they act generally for a reason it's just you know it's based on how they were brought up and the things they experienced when they were younger and even later on in life you know again this ties into experiences you know the, the experiences that people go through can shape who they become and there, you know like sorry to cut you off but isn't there the same okay. like nature versus nurture or something like that it's like maybe study. yeah i think i've heard that one actually yeah yeah study of like how people end up the way they are whether you know we're innately evil or we're like we're born good or evil you know we're born to be this way or that way or is it the way that we were brought up right yeah that's an interesting subject yeah that's definitely something interesting to think about especially when you're reading this book you know and just in general to think about in life yeah i don't know if anybody really knows yet i mean it's still clearly you know a controversial or oh, controversial but highly discussed and debated subject so yeah i, I yeah. honestly think it's nurture like let's take some of the, the world's most known like i guess you could even call them super villains if you want to think yeah like, that. like yeah let's say if adolf hitler was brought up in you know, an affluent American culture, would he end up the same way that he did back in the 40s and causing a whole world war to happen? Or, like, yeah, that is an interesting thing to think about, too. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, or even like if Osama bin Laden, if he had grown up, you know, in a different neighborhood, do you think he still would have ended up leading a terrorist organization to do what he did, you know? I agree. I definitely think it's nurture. I think people often become the way they are because of the way they're brought up. And I mean, sometimes there might be some things that are out of their control that might impact yeah. it. Like mental health, some of that isn't really stuff that people can control. Yeah, like I, I personally believe it's a little bit of both because might some be people are just like incapable. They aren't like biologically composed to feel certain things or they're composed to i guess act certain ways just, i still yeah. feel like it's sorry for interrupting i still feel like it's more nurture yeah but i do think there is a certain degree of um uh i don't even know if it's just human nature it's things forces that are out of our control that do affect yeah. the way people become and yeah. part of that might also be because they don't get the health they need and then about mental health we also get into you know um the, the support that's provided for people with mental illness in our country and stuff like that and Exactly. Whether I mean, it's even, enough or not. Look at, in in the book, there was the kid named Ian, and he was yeah. he was the one that uh, yeah. he was like on the robbery that shot the the older woman. Um, yeah, and then and then yeah, the older woman was like, uh, you know, she wanted the reduced sentence because she knew that he was a good kid. He had just messed up. I mean, if you think about it, he was like one of the ones that had all the good grades in the school, and then one bad thing happened, and now he's gonna be sentenced to life in, in prison so it's kind of like it's either one bad thing can happen that can mess up your whole life uh, you know yeah yeah with with avery though uh both of his parents died uh, when he was like 
less than a year old, something like that. And certainly you didn't really uh, get the help you needed at all, especially with uh, abusive foster parents. Yeah, he was traded around a lot for his parents who just weren't fit for him. Yeah. And I think that we covered a pretty broad range that's related to that. Um, so I think we can probably move on now if you guys are okay with that. Yep. Yep. All right, so moving on to question number three. In your experiences, is reading an effective method to exercise empathy? Are there other methods that you think people should implement in their lives? Um, I think I think that reading is necessary for empathy because you get to learn about people that you may not be able to learn about if you didn't read. You know, like for instance, obviously I would never have learned about Brian Stevenson if I didn't read this book. Yeah, I would have to agree. I think it is a necessary. Um, method to exercising empathy or at least part of you know learning how to exercise empathy Um, as for whether there are other methods that you think people should implement in their lives I think obviously the best one is really just trying to directly connect with somebody so if you're able to obviously talk to somebody something like that or have an actual discussion with somebody I, I think that's obviously you know like one of the best ones is that reading is very accessible to most people, which makes it very, you know, effective yeah. way to do it. Because most people can do it without having to, you know, need certain resources. I think the best way of exercising empathy, though, I think is trying to help others, trying to reach out to others and connect with others. I think that'd probably be like one of the better, if not the best ways that people could implement it into their lives. But I do think reading is a really good way, especially considering, as I said, how accessible it is to everybody. Anyone else? Uh, Yeah, anything else? No. All right. Moving question number four. How do we go from empathizing with someone that we read about, hear of, or meet to taking action to help support how do we turn empathy into action? Well, um, empathy is, in my opinion, necessary for action because it governs how, like, what kind of action you're going to take. You know, once you understand what the person's going through, you can understand how best to either help them or help the ones around them um, you know for instance if someone's going through a particular hard time and you're going to take a particular step on how to help them get through said hard time so that you don't either make it worse for them uh, or worse for the ones around them you know so on and so forth I just think that you can use that empathy as like a fuel needed to show compassion for their issue and going off from that you could find a resolution that reflects your care or concern for said person. You just have to give validity to their issue and express your understanding, keenly listen to them and find something you could do to make it better. I really liked the um, 
the validity aspect of your answer, giving validity to a person's issue. I think empathy is definitely a critical step in, in, in taking action. I think by showing empathy, like you said, and listening to them and their issue, I think that does give validity to their issue. And when an issue is valid, you turn that into action. Um, so I really liked that answer that you had. Um, um, I feel like we also have to do a little more as a society to encourage people to take action. Obviously to encourage empathy, but also to encourage people to take that next step to take action and I know some people say that once people are showing empathy they may not need that extra push they should be able to take action but I still feel like that's not always the case with everybody and it's not nece- it's not necessarily a case of people being bad people as the reason why they don't take action it may just be I don't know it could, it could be all sorts of different reasons it could be um, uh, it could be laziness. It could be um, not having the courage to actually go out there and do something to help others. I mean, I feel like as for actually turning empathy into action, I think part of that is we need to encourage more people to do that. That's my personal thought on that. I think once you have empathy, that's the fuel for action. I think you just need to encourage people to take that action. Does anybody have anything else to add to that one? Yeah, also I believe that uh, if we understand and like help that person who is in need, it will make us uh, feel better about ourselves because we're doing a good thing and what's right for that person and that it would make us stronger too. That's actually a good point, yeah. Um, How to benefit ourselves. I don't know if this is necessarily even a selfish thing. I think it just, you know, could be an extra motivator for people to do more to take action. I think when you do take action, you do a good thing. I think a lot of people do feel good about themselves. And I think, you know, if some certain people do need a motivator, maybe that could be it. Whether it sounds selfish or not, if you do a good thing and you, you might feel good about yourself. So maybe that could be an additional motivator or source of encouragement for people. All right. So the final question of today's episode, or the final, I guess, group of questions, the big picture question. Um, In what ways has learning about the stories of another increased your own capacity for empathy? Um, For me, I think... A lot of it is understanding and being able to connect more with the emotions that people are experiencing and the situations. I feel like understanding is a big part of empathy. I think once you better understand somebody's experiences, the situation, the issues that they're going through, um, you better understand the emotions they're feeling. You better connect with those emotions and you feel closer to it. And I think with all of that, you're more capable of empathizing with that person. So for me, I feel like that's kind of how it increased my capacity for empathy. Would anybody else like to add to that? No, I think uh, yeah. you hit the nail on the head on that one. 
Wow. All right. Um, all right. Well, this has been episode three of the Just Mercy podcast. Today we discussed empathy. Um, thank you for watching. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. See you guys later. See you guys later. Peace.